0: And we are on. You are listening to the Game Time with Greg podcast. I'm your host, Greg Jansen. And on the first episode today, I'm going to tell you about the teams I root for and how I became a fan of them. NBA's return to play plant, NHL's return to play plan, and MLB, well, they're stuck in a rut right now and there's no return to play yet. But there's a juicy story there and we're going to address that. You can follow me at gaj13 on Twitter or at G- janssen 13 on Instagram. There might be a fan page coming later. We'll discuss that at the end of the show. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and baseball is my first love. My first favorite athlete was Brian Jordan. Now, Brian Jordan was a two-sport athlete, baseball and football, and he did not get the talk compared to... The likes of Deion Sanders and the likes of Bo Jackson. There's other two-sport athletes that played baseball and football. But I liked Brian Jordan right away. He was a fun player to watch. He was very athletic. He knew it would come through in the clutch. He was a fun player in his time with the Cardinals. I liked him. Then came Mark McGuire. For the three and a half years, I enjoyed watching him play. Strangers and not. The MLB came back from a strike, and he put butts in the seats with what he did. And MLB will have to get butts in the seats back whenever it returns. I mean, we won't get fans right away back in the seats because of this pandemic. But when the time comes for all fans to come to stadiums and arenas for concert shows, MLB will need it worse probably than anyone right now because of how things are going between the owners and players union. Then came Albert Pujols. I know I'll sound biased, but I'm going to be truthfully with all of you. Albert Pujols had the best 11-year run of any right-handed hitter or any player probably in history. It's arguable. Now, I know Tony Gwynn probably walked more than he struck out, but I'm going to tell you, in the era where strikeouts is okay right now, Albert Pujols... Struck out more than he walked in his first 11 years with the Cardinals once. That was his rookie season. 93 strikeouts to 69 walks. And currently he still has 43 more walks than strikeouts. And this is an era where strikeout is king. It's okay to strike out. And he did that. And that was really impressive so far. He could end his career that way. It's hard to believe for me that he's 40 years old because I remember him as a rookie in 2001. He was very polished then. And I love what he does for the community. Football, my next favorite sport. The Miami Dolphins are my favorite football team. I became a fan because of two things. I love the colors orange and teal. That's the first thing I saw that caught my mind. And the second thing that caught my eye was the quick release of the throw by Dan Maria. I may sound like a homer, but I'm excited about the future. They haven't won a playoff game since I was in third grade. Yet, I think the future is bright. They won five of their last nine games with a low roster that had not much talent on it. Quote-unquote talent. They... Got the best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion, and Tua Tungo-Vailoa, who I just got a jersey of, by the way. I got a Jake Long jersey before he played a down. I got a Jake Long jersey before he played it down, as I just said twice. My bad. And I got a Tua Tungo-Vailoa jersey before he played it down. Jake Long was on his way to being all pro before he went down. I tell people when I root for the Dolphins, don't take my loyalty for weakness. Phrases don't take my kindness for weakness, but I say I replace it with loyalty because the Dolphins are the only team I've rooted for that have not won a championship in the major sports. But I really do believe the future sprint with that team. Basketball my favorite team is the Dallas Mavericks. Two words Dirk Nowitzki. So, Dirk did things that. Change the forward position forever, change the big position forever. And the thing about it, we saw Patrick Ewing shoot long twos, we saw Arvita Sabonis shoot long twos, we saw Rick Smiths, the Duncan Dutchman, shoot long twos. None of those guys shot threes. Dirk shot long twos, he shot threes, he drilled them. He was a 50 40 90 player, 50% from the field. 40% from three, 90% from the line, for those that don't know what that means. And he did that as a seven-footer. I saw Dirk Nowitzki play twice. Both were magical times for totally different reasons. 2011, I was there for the championship season. It was just like their run to the finals. They won that game and come from behind fashion. Dirk led the way after being in foul trouble. Now, you sidetracking folks for a second. I have this random memory where I can remember random things for whatever reason. So you're going to wonder how I remember these things. I just, certain things I can remember easily. And that's one of them. And Mavericks came from behind to win that game. Dirk had 25 points. They came back and won that game by three. After Dirk overcame foul trouble. They were without Tyson Chandler, who was a he cog of that championship team in 2011. That was a big win at the time. Then I saw him in 2019. It was the last Dirk trip to Minneapolis. And I went on that team and saw that team. Dirk didn't score at all in that game. But Dirk, it was my final time seeing him in person. It was on my half birthday. I don't celebrate my half birthday. But it was on a Friday night. I thought I should be there. And I went. And it helps that they now have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis who are leading the future for this team. I'm excited about this team. When the return to play happens, I'm excited for this team in general. Hockey. I like hockey. My favorite team is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, my current favorite player is Sidney Crosby. I know that's like, yeah, the face foggy, of, of course. But I first became a fan because... In, Our grade school, we had a sports book section. In that sports book section, there was books on David Robinson, I remember. Kendrick, Junior. I remember. There was a bunch of players, And for whatever reason, I liked sitting down at the table at the library, and I liked reading this book on Mario Lemieux. And I read it more than once. At least a half, half a dozen times. And I really enjoyed that book. And I became a fan of his. I remember when he retired from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I remember when he came back and had a magical return from it. I remember when he came and played with Crosby briefly. He was a player owner. Now he's the owner of the team. And I saw Sidney Crosby play once. I've seen the Penguins once. That was when they went back-to-back recently in 2017. Sidney Crosby had never scored a goal in St. Louis up to that point. He had two goals and an assist. He dominated that game. And the Penguins went on to win back-to-back championships. The first time, may I add, in the Stanley Cup era where there was a salary cap. So that was real impressive. I'm a tennis fan. I like Roger Federer. I'm a mixed martial arts fan. I like the UFC. I like one championship. I like Bellator. There's others, but the most significant one you'll know. It's the UFC. I don't really have that many fighters left anymore. But the two I really like watching right now are Dominic Cruz and Robbie Lawler. And those two know how to fight. So they're my two favorites. Next, we'll talk about the NBA return to play, the NHL return to play, and MLB's juicy story. And yes, welcome back to the Game Time with Greg Podcast. This second segment will cover the NBA and NHL's return to play and MLB's juicy story. They have no return to play yet, so the juicy story we'll have to do for now. So we'll share that with you right now. The NBA's return to play has been announced for July 31st to resume this season through October 12th. July 9th through the 11th will be training camp. The 11th is a significant day for me. You may know the reason. You may not. It depends if you are a f- know me personally. That's my birthday. So that would be the re- dates for that, for training camp. Once again, July 31 through October 12 would be the resuming of the 2019-2020 season. August 25 would be the draft lottery. The draft would be October 15. Free agency would be October 18. The 2020 and through 2021 season training camp would be November 10, and the season would start December 1. Now, we also know with the teams playing in Orlando, reportedly there's going to be nine Eastern Conference teams and 13 Western Conference teams. I'm going to come out and say it, guys. The NBA is all about stars. Probably more than any other sport there is. And the NBA, I may not like this, but they're bringing back Zion and John Moran. And don't think for a second I'm trying to sound biased and bitter because I root for the Mavericks and those two guys are on a division rival. I just don't know about this idea. But I like that the NBA is in front of it, and they've got a plan to action. And that is very important during these times. It'll be interesting to see how the NBA does this in Orlando. It'll be interesting to see how teams function. Some of these proposals, though, to give the team an advantage since they don't have actual home court advantage, like getting the possession to start each quarter, who gets better hotel rooms... I don't like that at all. Just play basketball. The team with the best talent and the best coaching will win. Simple as that. The NHL return to play. Now, this is an interesting idea. To me, playoff hockey is incredible. It does not get the pub it deserves. No matter what people tell you, looking at you, Max Kellerman, people do care about hockey. Don't say no one in North America, in the United States, doesn't care about hockey. Because I care. I know a lot of people care. It's a caring thing. There will be a qualifying round where the home team will host games one, two, and five, and the real team, the lower seeded team, will host three and four. For example, not trying to sound like Homer, but the Penguins, my team, would face the Canadians, and the Penguins would be the five seed, and the Canadians would be the 12 seed. Okay? So it'd be like that. The Penguins would have to win three games of the five to advance. Either team would have to advance. So, that will happen. And then they'll have the first round, the com- second round in the conference finals. One, two, and five would be the home team like normal. Three, four, and six would be the lower-seeded team. And then the rest, as usual, would be the same for the Stanley Cup finals. One thing I like a lot That the NBA and NHL do. Better than any other sports leagues. You don't have to wait long. At all. For right after the season's over. For business to pick up in the offseason. Now I know in the NFL. You have the combine. You have the weigh-ins. The pro days. All that certain stuff. But those. The scouts are always scouting in these two leagues. They're always scouting in baseball too. But mainly in these two leagues. And. I like that you don't have to wait long in the off season. Like if the NBA plan works and they go to game 7 and they end October 12, you only have to wait not even a week for a free agency. You don't even have to wait a week for the draft. That's that's really good. And that's a and that will keep the fan invested in the product in the long run. And that's what you want. That's what you want with their sport. That's what the NBA is all about doing right now. That's what the NHL is doing. We don't know when the date will be, but we at least have ideas for their playoff format, for their return to play, play plan. And that's something important. And that's a good thing. Now, time to talk about the elephant in the room, my favorite sport, baseball. We have no return date. We don't know anything yet. And it's just getting worse and worse. Both sides are not looking around. And the longer this goes, the worse it's going to be. And that's a shame. Because no one is winning when everybody's losing. If you know what song that's from, good for you. But the MLB... Elephant in the Room, the juicy story involves, well, you guessed it, if you know this umpire. It involves, you guessed it, Angel Hernandez. comes from Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic, who's a great writer for The Athletic, who's a business reporter for The Athletic. He says, MLB has accused umpire Angel Hernandez of eavesdropping last July on an investigative call. His lawyer slammed the allegation as retaliation for Angel Hernandez's discrimination lawsuit against MLB. It's a juicy story. And let me tell you something about Angel Hernandez. For those that don't know who are listening to this podcast and don't know much about the name Angel Hernandez, Angel Hernandez, gone around baseball, that he's the worst umpire in baseball, maybe ever. Angel Hernandez... This article was shared right away by Chipper Jones, a Hall of Famer. He knows how bad he is. Okay? He knows how bad he is. And he's just... There's like... You can go on YouTube and you put Angel Hernandez... I'm sure one of the first things that will come up are horrible umpire, terrible umpire, botched calls. You name it, it will involve him. And Angel Hernandez is suing baseball... Because he claims he was not given the crew chief job or a World Series appearance since 2005 because of his race. Now, let me tell you something. That could be furthest from the truth. He's just bad. And when you're bad at your job, you don't get promoted. It's that simple. He's been an interim crew chief, and let's talk about that for a second. When he Back in 2012... As an in herm crew chief, he went to ask Homer Bailey, who pitched a no-hitter, to autograph 11 baseballs. This is in the article. 11 baseballs for himself and the crew after he threw a no-hitter. Now, that's just sketchy as can be. It really is. Then he, in 2018 playoffs in the first four innings, had three calls overturned in the first four innings in the Red Sox-Yankees series. And then Joe Torre testified he overturned a... He observed Angel Hernandez in another game throw his said set after having his call overturned on an instant replay. Folks, he's just that bad. Okay? And he allegedly also in 2013 in a Cleveland game refused to change his mind on a replay decision from a 2013 Cleveland game. Tory writes that an umpire insists during his annual reviews that his call up holding a double high off the wall then rather than a home run was solid. Angel just doesn't get it and has ever gotten it. And that's that's something you can't do. If the MLB fired him now, he would have a bigger sit on the stand. Alas, he still has a job, and he's not real good at it right now. Right now... The biggest story in baseball is that we don't have any baseball. The grumblings are going on on both sides. But this needs to be a bigger story. Unfortunately, it's not. This is the only place, other than The Athletic itself, where it's a big story. Probably because I tweet about Angel Hernandez. I've voiced my, my frustrations on my Twitter account, at GAJ13 on Twitter, about this man. Now, when baseball returns, we don't know what it will look like. Hopefully, it will return. Hopefully, we don't get a lockout, too, because the collective bargaining agreement is about up. Baseball, if both sides want to get a deal done, they should get a deal done for this season and for the seasons ahead. Because baseball is falling further and further behind. They need to get a go on. I don't believe, like what Pat McAfee said, that baseball is dead. And had a cemetery graphic, 1869 to 2020. Baseball is not dead. They just need to promote their stars better. For some people, baseball is the most fun sport to watch, me included. Thank you for listening for this first edition of the Game Time with Greg podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, or the Anchor app, or wherever podcasts are sold done and you can we'll see how often we do this i can't tell you how often i'll do this depends on how well you like it there might become a fan page of this where we interact with each other we might have a question and answer segment i, I answer your question soon and as of now thank you for your time i am out